0: You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com. All right, so welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. On this show, we interview uh, a lot of individuals who have overcome trials and tribulations, uh, especially people that overcome addiction and mental health and substance abuse. So today we got Lamar Odom. What up?
1: What's up, my bro? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Yeah.
0: Hey, let me ask you something. So you grew up in Queens? Yeah. What was it like growing up in Queens, you know, because I, from what I read in your book, that was kind of like a
1: tough upbringing.
0: Yeah, it was. I'm not from New York, so like I never know like yeah. what area is like rough out there. Whenever. I mean, I guess
1: they're all, um, you know, pretty rough. We're talking about the um, the late 80s and early mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, you are talking about crack. Yeah. Uh, which would change. Um,
0: yeah, it was probably rough out,
1: out yeah, there. the, um, the ambiance, I guess, of any neighborhood, mm-hmm. when you add that. It changes um, the people's mentality and, yeah. and how they interact with each other makes everything a little bit more. Um,
0: when you're a kid and you would see gives drugs, a little more tension. Yeah, when you were a kid and you would see like drugs going on in the neighborhood, you never like had any interest as a kid doing it, right?
1: No, no. As, you know, as a kid growing up, all I knew was um, my basketball, my family. Yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. was, that was it. So growing up, I know, like you know, you I was from... always yeah, always kind of like. I would always think because of how I grew up, like, stay far away from that shit. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, lives change yeah, right in front of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, your dad wasn't around growing up. You know, he was an addict himself. Uh-huh.
1: And my father was addicted to heroin. Yeah. God bless his soul.
0: He was a Vietnam War veteran, huh?
1: Yeah, he went to, um, he served in the armed forces.
0: So growing up, I know, like, you know, you had a lot of trauma and stuff like that. But basketball pretty much, you say, saved you, you know?
1: Yeah, well, my mom's passed away when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, my my grandmother in basketball, I could have easily been one of those kids that was out there, you know, hustling. Or
0: yeah, absolutely. Doing
1: whatever they had to do to make some money.
0: How was it hard for you to, like, keep that discipline growing up? Because, you know, I know for a lot of people, you know, like, they have that story of, like, yo, that person could have went to the NBA or whatever, and then, like, they kind of, you know, go to the streets. Kind of just listen
1: to um, to my gut. Yeah, because like no one was really mentoring you as a kid, right? No, I mean, I, you know, I I think honestly, I think that was like um, the ultimate blessing in my life was kind yeah. of knowing, knowing, understanding your your, your path, your mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, from you an knew early age. you were
0: gonna be in the NBA as you were a kid, right?
1: I, I kind of knew. Yeah, when you're nine. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I think that kind of like um, kind of puts the blinders on you in life, mm-hmm. where you know, no matter what you're going through, or oh, well, what time you going through right now where you're going to end up you never had
0: any other interests, like you know what maybe instead of basketball i'm gonna do this like you never had any other like things
1: you wanted to do as a kid like what no other I, it was, it's so crazy because i, I kind of always knew that i was going to be on tv yeah the same way mm-hmm. um i didn't know what form mm-hmm. or whatever like that but i remember when, like you want to be an actor i don't know i just remember like being younger like watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. being like, oh, I, I could fit that role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um, and then you know, I wound up doing the reality TV. Yeah, shit. With my ex-wife. So <laughs> that's all good. Kind of things you just kind of like manifest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, because you know. not every every player, you know, does the things that you did. No, I believe in that. So
0: so uh, like. When I was reading, you know, your autobiography, like, I saw a lot going on that I had no idea, like, you know, how much pressure is on kids, even in high school, that they're really molding you to be in the NBA. And you got a lot of people like feeding off you and pointing you in certain directions.
1: I think a lot of people probably um, even misdirecting you Mm -hmm. um, for their own, you know, I guess, financial purpose.
0: I guess like most people in the NBA kind of have like their mom and dad to kind of guide them into like who's good for you and who's not for you. And I feel like you didn't really have that, you know? Yeah,
1: well, I had my grandmother. but like, You know, my grandmother's you know, 40 or 50 years yeah. older than me at yeah. the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that she doesn't really catch or see. But there's also a lot that she did catch or see. That's and cool. maybe at the time I just really wasn't, you know, attentive to her.
0: Yeah, so at that age, you know, it uh, seemed like you are pretty much like a pretty good kid. Like, you know, you didn't really start doing or acting out till later on in life.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know, sometimes we um, we just make the wrong decisions in life. I mean, yeah. Can, and It can trigger something else.
0: And what I was saying, is just like, you know, I just, that's not my story. Like, I started using drugs at, you know, 12, 13 years old. I was smoking crack when I was 14. Yeah. So, like, you know, I just hey. went, yeah, I just went, like, all the way left fast, you know. Yeah. So. It's, that got to be a hard drug, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, once you do a drug like that, it changes your
1: life forever. Yeah, I would probably say at that age. smoking crack probably first thing to go is like mental Mm -hmm. yeah I always tell people I
0: got two brain cells (laughs) but um so like when you started uh you know going into these colleges like you know I saw that you started to see like uh, a lot of betrayal and distrust in some of the people that you had And so you know uh, I read that story about like your SAT scores and like that like blew my mind because I thought that was only like in movies where like you know uh these people are really coaching these kids and helping them get like these good grades oh, or paying the, people off and you know, stuff for the, like You that. know, for the
1: best athletes, you know, people find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know it at the time, but you know, you are you make you know money for people. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I'll give you a prime example. When I was at the University of Rhode Island, mm-hmm. I, I played one year. And the year after I played, they had the highest enrollment. And then I come back two years after that they got a whole new, big whole new arena on on campus yeah and that's something that you know you'll never even really think about yeah. pay attention to as yeah. an athlete you
0: know what I mean You're just mm-hmm. going to
1: school you know getting your rocks off for you, for yourself but that's just something that you don't really even pay attention to yeah it's a business yeah it's a business
0: you know it's a business and I think that uh like a lot of kids don't realize that, that they're the pawns mm-hmm. you know because then people don't really care about you. You know, they're just trying to do what's best for their pockets. Yeah. Um, so you had this falling out with this guy where, like, they did uh you know, they had someone sit in, take your SATs, and this guy got damn near a perfect score, right? He got, like, Man, a, we got, we got, SATs. a little, we
1: got a little too high. Yeah. And then according to my, um, you know, my grades, my school average just mm-hmm. didn't, didn't, um, didn't equal up. Didn't yeah.
0: equal out. So, so w- when – uh. You know, when when you first dealt with that, because when that was going on, like, they didn't even have, like, you know, uh, the ability to approach you man to man. They kind of had someone else go and tell you, you know. So, like, how did you deal with that, like, as a kid, feeling like, you know, these people kind of betrayed you. Like, were they set up this thing for you to have someone take the SATs for you, and then when it fell apart, they kind of didn't want to come around?
1: I mean, I just kind of, um, kind of just wrote it off, like, you know, if I could just snap something else I got to go through. Yeah. Um... A little embarrassing at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, Did you think you
0: weren't going to get into the NBA after that? Mm, no. No?
1: Mm-hmm. I just figured it was going to be a bump in the road. Wow. Um, like I said, me making it to the NBA, that's kind of, it was just like.
0: It was happening. The man, God in me. Right? Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we all have a sense of God in us, and it was just something that I, I knew would be my destiny. Mm-hmm. Who instilled that belief in you, your grandma? Yeah, faith. Yeah. She took you to church and stuff like that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, when I came about the accident, I think that's one of the only things that kind of- Held you through? Yeah. You know, when you you wake up one morning and you don't know how you got to where you are Mm -hmm. and you can't walk or talk or remember anybody's name. How many
0: days were you in the coma for? I think four or five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got to chalk it up to some type of, you know,
1: superpower. I couldn't walk or talk or hold my bowels, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I think faith is the only re- thing that got me through it. Faith is the only reason why I'm not like mad and upset. Yeah, to this day, because I will admit doing every drug mm-hmm. under the sun, but that night that I went into the coma. I didn't do any drugs. Anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I felt like really betrayed. Mm-hmm. But I never really asked like, why me? Yeah, i, I never really felt that mm-hmm. sorry or bad for myself. I knew. Of course, the it, right. it was um, extremely humiliating, I, but I think that's why God saved me. Yeah, of course, and especially
0: now with what you're doing with you know your documentary and all these you know yeah. mental health uh, stuff. Um, so when you when you joined the NBA, how old were you?
1: 19.
0: And they were trying to recruit you at 17, and you didn't want to go, right? Oh, that's funny. Uh,
1: when, I, took, I told my grandmother I was old. I would always um, go to college, but even though I knew. Towards like um, like the middle of high school, like my junior, sophomore year, mm-hmm. I, I really realized that it would probably be a short stint in college. But I told her that I would try. There you go. I, I That's cool. So you there. chose not to go to the NBA, pursue your dream
0: because you kind of promised your grandma you'd go to college? Yeah. That's dope. That's what's up. So when you first start in the NBA, you're 19 years old. How much are you making like your first year? They give like you like a
1: ridiculous contract your first rookie year? You got But um, so much you could make. Mm-hmm. I think I was making like, uh, maybe close to three million dollars a year. Yeah, that's crazy. From, from 19 years old. From being, you from know, Manhattan, living in the yeah, hood in yeah, Queens. Manhattan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> being on a college salary. salary yeah, that shit like winning the lottery. That's yeah, crazy. It is winning the lottery.
0: What, uh, what was like the first big purchases you made, like as soon as like you're like 19 year old kid making
1: all this bread right now? Well, I didn't buy a home when I first got to the NBA. And I waited, um, like a year to buy a car. hmm. Um, I was just, like, living. Living yeah. like a hustler. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I was standing like, come on. You didn't know you were a and out. <laughs> yeah, was I mean, no, I didn't know shit. I spent a million hours one summer, my first summer. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember even... Like, what cars, jewelry, whatever. Or just party. And I kind of regret not even capturing a lot of these moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people do not really have cell phones
1: back then, right? Not not like this shit. Not like I, this, where this, you got, like, a sick-ass camera
0: on your phone, Stupid. Right?
1: I hate this shit. Yeah. But, um... I think it was, um, I always wanted a 500 for pins. Mm-hmm. The big, wide body. Yeah, that's 500. And yeah, when I first got my license, I think that was the first thing I got. That was like your dream whip? Yeah.
0: Hey, what song did you put on when you first got it? You know, like what was hot back then? Probably was a
1: Jay-Z song. Yeah. Something from Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Wow.
0: Did they have people like asking you how to, how to like finance your, or like, like deal with your finances? Like, was there anybody in the NBA, like your manager or whatever, that really tries to like coach these kids on how to deal with their finances. Well, there's
1: people that, you know, the NBA has special programs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, people don't done, pay attention to that shit, right? Like 19 years old. What well, I mean, was yeah. know, you're thinking never going right now. Especially when I got my second contract. I was 24.
0: So at that time, you know, you're, you know, in your early 20s, did you ever think that you would struggle with substance abuse or mental health or
1: did you kind of already see it happen? No, I never really. The only thing I, I was like really particular with when it came to drugs, mm-hmm. it was was um, weed. Yeah, you know, and then how I grew up and where everybody I grew up smoked and, weed. Yeah, yeah, and cocaine. That was it was looked down upon. Yeah, uh, so I never really even got the urge or anything like that to fuck around. I was always yeah. you know really on point. Yeah, but too shy. Mm-hmm. Who am gonna do it? <laughs> Who am gonna do it in front of? Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Uh huh. My friends don't like to do it. Yeah, so it wasn't really, like, around like that. Nah. And, yes, yeah, look down your, upon. you know,
1: your, um, your circle of friends start to change or mm-hmm. whatever. Who you start to hang with changes. Yeah. And that's when you know you, um. Did you ever meet
0: anybody that was, like, in recovery early on or, like, that was clean that, like, you saw that was, like, you might think that, you know what, if I ever have a problem, I could talk to nah, this person.
1: Nah, nah. I wanted to hang out with people that. Did drugs. Know, yeah, that got <laughs> yeah. the coke. Yeah. That, that hung out. In the the, the circles. Yeah. In L.A., you know, the town shuts down at 2 o'clock. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not like Miami. Nah. So if you're hanging out after 2 o'clock, it's usually by choice. Yeah. When you got caught smoking weed, like, the first
0: couple of times, did you, like, think it was a problem? Or are you just kind of, like, laughed it off, like, whatever?
1: I mean, I never really thought about... um, you no, know, being an addict or having even the addictive gene mm-hmm. that maybe was probably passed down to of me. Of course, yeah. Um, and that's why I'm always like you know, on top of my kids. Mm-hmm. Let them know where, you know, not not just because it's marijuana that can, it can lead to any drug, but if you fuck with anything, it can lead to you yeah. not being able to um,
0: stop. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a slippery slope and you know when you're a kid and people tell you like oh this blunt's gonna lead to heroin or whatever you kind of like just laugh at these people yeah, like they're like, crazy yeah, right. yeah yeah so how many kids you got now two one two. in heaven how old are they uh my daughter is 23 okay cool yeah my son is 20 that's dope your father being an addict you never thought like it was pre like you had it already in you like you never even
1: thought that you could have been an addict no nah, i've seen so many things with him I just never thought that I, you know, I would even um have that gene go down that road, or yeah. that I had the gene, but um, it's
0: obvious that I do. Yeah, you think you were born You think you were born an addict or like became an addict?
1: I know there's I don't know, I different. don't know because I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna say we're born an addict because I don't mm-hmm. want to put the blame on anybody else. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, because it wasn't like I was like ten years old and forced to do mm-hmm. drugs and you know and. Then, it made me an mad addict when I was grown mm-hmm. and, a, and a big boy.
0: No, for sure. When but I decided I think, to fuck around, I, but I didn't really... I think that obsessive and compulsion just, you know, kind of led to basketball. That's probably why you're so good at basketball,
1: you know? You see it, could you see it that way or not, really? I think my mother's passing away kind of gave me that, like... That push? Yeah. To not take no for an answer as far mm-hmm. as my dream is concerned, even if it was subconsciously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How about that?
0: That's cool. Can you share a story about, you know, when you started playing with with Kobe and what he was like when you first met him? Because you met him when you guys were teenagers, right? Yeah. Did you think he was going to be a star like when you first met him? Yeah. Yeah? Why? Like, what What was it
1: about him that you were just like, oh, this dude's going to be a it's, problem? It's, uh, some people, they have, a, um, I don't know, aura around him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might see that in me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Sometimes. But, um... At an early age you just knew he was, you know, he was serious, mm-hmm. attentive, focused. And
0: he came from like a totally different background, right? Yeah. How was like that culture between like the players? Like is there like a like a divide between like some of the players that grew up in the hood and some of the players that didn't?
1: Or kinda you guys are just well, on I mean, the same you know team what, at that point? Yeah, but it's it's funny because, you know, when you when you've come from the hood, sometimes you have the mentality that you might be tougher. Mm-hmm. Because you think that you might have been through more, yeah. or you might have seen more, mm-hmm. but
0: but on the court that don't yeah, matter. But right? Kobe Bryant was the perfect
1: <laughs> example. I'm gonna forgive yeah. you from the suburbs, or mm-hmm. you might not even been raised in America. Yeah, um, that you know the you know the, the mental part. If you if you could um, if you could capture that and and master that in life, that you have an extreme advantage. Mm-hmm. On everybody and everything you do, and I think that's he was the prime example of that. It's just the way of his mindset, mm-hmm. and they got a you know that's what they call the mama mentality. They got a way of uh, they've named it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And you know what I'm saying? That's how um, special he was as a person and how he approached everything. Mm-hmm. How would you describe him off the court? Cool, smart.
0: Mm-hmm. He thought everything through. Yeah, super calculated dude. Yeah. What are some stories you have like like when you think about him now, we're like what are some stories you have that like kinda like make you smile or laugh and you guys had together?
1: Oh man, a lot of locker room shit that I couldn't even really
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even put out there. Mm-hmm. But I like, just like again, this is aura. I mean, I remember just being places with him and you know, people would just kinda stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to get a glimpse or mm-hmm. just to get a whiff of him. Yeah.
0: So, you know, when you get in the NBA, you know, you become like this superstar, like how do you think that like affected, you know, your mentality with like the fame and the fortune? Like do you think that had like a, a negative effect on you or do you think that it was positive?
1: With the fortune, I've always been um always popular. Mm-hmm. Even from a young age. And I don't know, I think you probably would have to ask somebody that knew me when I didn't yeah, know that, man. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I I feel like I remain the, the same. same person. Yeah. As far as my core my beliefs. Yeah. Um, how I treat people mm-hmm. especially I don't feel like I'm better than anyone or try to come off as arrogant or mm-hmm. cocky
0: yeah and I think uh, when I was reading your book I remember it saying that you know you're one of the players that didn't have to score every
1: time to, yeah, to I, dominate the court you yeah know? I kind of that's like kind of my approach to life too. I don't really have to be the center, center of, of attention, attention to do your job it kind of like gravitates towards me you know what I mean yeah, yeah. just Lamar <laughs> you know what I mean I don't yeah. know how to explain it but yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a cool dude, you get to know me. I'm a Scorpio, so like if you- Oh yeah, me too. You are you? Oh yeah. When's your birthday? November 9th. November 9th, I'm November 6th, so it's like- Oh you know,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got problems like me then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think being a Scorpio is definitely, you know, I, I feel I feel like for me, like I, I got two sides of me. You know, I think you kind of feel the same way where you have like Lamar and you got Low. you know, I think, um, cause I can always be like extremely polite. I always got good grades or yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I'm always, you know, to
1: handle myself with grace and, mm-hmm. um be respectful and give people their space yeah mm. so when did like your mental health or drug use
0: start impacting your ability to play ball because that's what a lot of people say we're like yo like lamar was well, able to hold it together for a long time and, well like,
1: i think it, it. i think it um it took it took away my um well the ability to be my my best, best. away from the court mm-hmm. right because in basketball you know, you you hone your skills mm-hmm. in the off season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I, I think it. Um, so it started affecting the off season. Yeah, I think it's stunning. I think it's stunning my um, my potential. Mm-hmm. My off the course habits stunted stunted my on the on yeah. the court potential. What year was this? Two thousand, I guess five. Where it started? Yeah, two thousand and five. Were you playing at the Heat then? I was playing in LA. In LA. It started in Miami, though. Gotcha. Right here. What was, was Miami like awesome. when you first got here? It was just like LA, but just on steroids. Like you can do <laughs> everything, you know, yeah. every the same kind of vibe as LA, but you can do it to four or five in 7. the morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that because I'm from here. I'm born and
0: raised in Broward. So, like when I used to travel, I used to be like, like, what do you mean the like, yeah, places are closed it's over at two o'clock? Yeah, here. it's crazy.
1: Everywhere else is over at two o'clock. Besides, anywhere else you go besides um new york miami and Mm -hmm. new york miami
0: yeah vegas vegas even vegas i think is like when i go to vegas i'm like why did we even come here i should just go to miami yeah yeah you're right yeah i mean i don't gamble if you gamble i mean even you could go to the hard rock here i feel like the hard rock's more chill but um did you ever struggle with gambling at all
1: yeah Mm -hmm. what would you play blackjack yeah well you know what's wrong with shit about gambling's the worst thing that could happen to you is you successful in mm-hmm. the beginning. You thinking to win? You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. you know you're gonna win. Yeah. So my first time, you know, gambling, real heavy. I think it was at the Hard Rock. Oh yeah. hmm They got you, huh? <laughs> I like, got Yo. them. They got me. Yeah. Kind of went back and forth. Yeah. But you haven't really gambled so like up this, until that point. Ah. And this, my gambling habit came and came up, came out really, really late. hmm I don't know if it was the, like the competitive. Part about I mean, yeah. but it got ugly. Yeah, and I know a lot of ball players be having like underground
0: gambling tournaments and all this shit. You know, well, we got a game in the in NBA called Bure. What's that? This is a popular card game that we all play. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys all meet up at someone's crib and play or whatever. I like, mean, we play on a plane all the time. Yeah, high stakes.
1: It could become yeah.
0: What's the most you've seen someone lose? Probably like like fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Did you have you continued gambling since then? Like, did the gambling keep getting worse? Nah. Really? You reeled it in after a yeah, while? Yeah, I love money too much, man.
1: <laughs> I love money too much. And I got down where I, re- I needed a favor from a good friend. Mm-hmm. Down, yeah to help me out. So
0: um, so when you went to Olympics, I was reading that you had, like, some... The know, fake dick? You had it? Well, I wasn't going to say it, but, yeah, you had a fake dick. But, like, um, yeah, so you guys uh, faked the drug test or well, whatever. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to play when I was, you know, for... Um, I think, like, other people that might not be drug addicts might be, like, shocked at that story. But, like, me being in recovery, like, I've heard it all. You know, I've heard the whizinator, the, you know,
1: heating up the piss, whatever. It was a baseball player. He was telling me um, how he had to, um, <laughs> the fake piss. He had the fake dick. The whizinator, yeah. And uh, he was in there with the uh, the person that was giving him the test, uh-huh. and he, he peed. And a, and, a, and a penis whistle.
0: <laughs> it, like, whistle. Yeah. Made a sound. You yeah. got caught like that? Yeah, you got caught like oh, that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, faking drug tests went hand in hand with me. There was a time in my using where I wouldn't leave the house unless I had urine taped to me because I knew I could get, you know, pulled over or whatever. Yeah, urine taped to you? Yeah, I used to leave the house with it just because, like, I didn't know if my probation officer was gonna come. I didn't know if my parents were gonna drug test me or something like that. Like, tape to you, like. So I used to, I used to do this. I used to get uh, urine, clean urine, put in a visine bottle, and then I would get mint warmers from like the ski store, and then I would tape it around it, and then when I had to pee, I would activate them, and then I would tie it under my waist, and then I would like pee for real in the toilet, and then I would like move it underneath like my boxers i'm like squirt it in there and then put it back i don't know if i should really disclose that no we'll but see that's going that, through dude. a lot right i don't have any other way i mean like when you're thinking about like yo you might go to jail if you pop dirty you know you got to do whatever it's yeah, survival do. mode then yeah there's a lot too yeah i could dig it i mean you had it set up where you knew when they were coming you know yeah. i didn't know when i was gonna get tested Yeah, you're right you know but I think a lot of people have done that shit, you know. But what I was really going to ask you was, uh, you know, you had all uh, these interactions with, like, AI and LeBron. And, like, what was it like being with like all these different cats, like, overseas? You're playing the Olympics, like. It was just dreams come
1: true. That's a dream come true. Playing in the Olympics was like, oh, it was like a goal of mine, it was an athletic goal of mine. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: And so it was a dream come true to experience that, you know, to experience that with, with those caliber of uh, players. Mm-hmm. And they're all good dudes, too, though. Yeah. yeah. What's AI like? AI, AI is a, he's softy. Mm-hmm. People probably like think of his image like, oh, oh <laughs> <that> the fuck. <laughs> uh, Practice. That's man. like the only thing people. Come AI and say will be about the first him. one to have a drink and tell you how much he love you. You still keep in touch with him at all? No, I, I just bumped into AI and um in Philly. Oh, I, mean, I got his number right down here. That's what's up. So on. I guess he's only a phone call away. That's cool. What's LeBron like? The chosen one.
0: He's the chosen one. Yeah. You seen the Space Jam movie? No, I haven't seen it. I Haven't seen it either. But
1: a lot of people like not giving
0: me like good, good reviews on yeah. it. Yeah. I think people are just comparing it to the old Space Jam. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. They should have came up with something else because you can't really discredit. You can't really remake Space Jam. It's like Jam. Coming to America Part Two, right? Yeah. Come on. I. Don't, I mean that might, that might be hard actually. You think you could do that? What? Coming to America Part Two.
1: That I can do it. Yeah. I could, I could watch it, yeah. Uh, but I heard a lot of people that the reviews with that, yeah, like from the thing hood, yeah, same thing. Uh, people you like ever
0: it. think about acting now?
1: I, don't, I think I, I like, if somebody came to me for mm-hmm. for a role that they feel like that I could pull off, Yeah, I, I would probably try to do it. Probably do it. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of like take it serious. And I wouldn't want to yeah, make myself- look,
0: Like you want to do like a serious role.
1: But I'll take the movies like yeah. serious. So I wouldn't want to yeah. look like a dick trying yeah, to, you know trying, what I mean? Yeah. What's your favorite like top five movies? You yeah, Goodfellas, Godfather, Scarface. Yeah. Painful. Yeah, Paid, full. Yeah, paid full. I like the street shit. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, I've seen- uh, I like True Stories too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of foreign films. I'm obsessed with movies. My dream is to just start making movies full time. That's what I want to do. Yeah? Yeah. Because I see what like 50 Cent's doing, bro. Like 50 Cent transition from music to TV. And he's not really doing nothing. I mean, he's a genius at what he's doing, but like he's just using like what he grew up with and like his street mentality that he put into music into like making these films and like now he's doing like this thing with Bmf and
1: you know he had power and all this other stuff. And it's like
0: he's got I like think he six knows seven how to writers. Take the
1: idea. He knows he's a Fifty Cent is a finisher. You know what I mean? He could take his idea and is like and give it to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people really can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I read his book. His book was, like, changed my life, bro. His yeah. book was so good.
1: Hustle Hard. That shit mm-hmm. was dope. Yeah.
0: You have any interactions with him?
1: Nah. at like 15? No, not like I should, though, but yeah. I'm from the same hood.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about, like, how your addiction started to affect, like, you know, your your off-season that started to affect, you know, your on-season. Um when did it really start to like spiral out of control where you're really like, damn, like this shit's really fucking my life up I think when
1: people people started to get a hint of you know what I'm saying how I was hanging like out on the pop rock my party and shit like that I had a really good close friend and uh we went to uh went through so many things together, mm-hmm. but he was kind of like my you know, my drug buddy, yeah and um I think when when it got out of hand and people start when i started you know. Yeah. Doing it outside of my house. Yeah. And people, you know, got word of what I was doing. hmm It becomes, you know, you're a basketball player and you're you know, not a rock and roll star, so it's not accepted mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it becomes course. embarrassing,
0: I would say. What, do you, what like, precautions or things did you try to do to stop at that point? Like, the first time? To stop? Like, stop using. Like, at that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to get clean, I'm going to, like, not do whatever drugs you're
1: doing. Well, I thought I thought I I would be able to kind of uh, stop doing it myself because I don't really I don't know <laughs> if you know if you're an addict or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think in the beginning everyone thinks that they can just stop. That's why they're doing it. No, if you didn't think you could stop, you wouldn't start.
1: Yeah, you know, hundred percent. So you don't ever really know when you cross that line. Mm-hmm. You know, from having fun to yeah. oh shit. Yeah. You got a problem where you looking for. I got for? it and it's got me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Where you where you starting to look for it. Mm-hmm. When you wake up in the morning like, I need a bump. Yeah. I saw uh, you were par- uh, partying with Scott Storch a lot. Yeah, I hung
0: out with Scott Storch. Who was uh, like like the wildest person you ever used with that like made you be like, yo, this dude's crazy. You don't got to air out their name or whatever. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, I lived in L.A. from most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And, you know L.A., and cocaine is, you know, just as common as a— Coffee. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, or a marijuana and cigarette. Weed, yeah. So um, I see my, you know, my share of good parties.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what was, like, the lowest point for you where you were just thinking, like, bro, like, this ain't it. Like, I need to change my life. Because I know, like— I, you, I would say my first time that I went to rehab, I would mm-hmm. say— when was that I don't know I remember the year, yeah, but like probably what like were you in your late twenties at this point yeah
1: yeah, but i' I've, I've 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 um you know throughout my life I've known a lot of people that was like um, incarcerated, mm-hmm. and i i that was like the one night where I would say my heart was in sync with everybody that I knew that was incarcerated, mm-hmm. but I can get up and leave, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that was like the one day I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, what was rehab like the first time? Another
0: humbling experience. Yeah. Were you, did you get a lot out of it? Or you kind of like, "Yo, this is bullshit. I just want to do my time and leave. I think I got a lot of,
1: out of times out of every time that I went, probably more than the last time that I went where I was like, just really open to learn mm-hmm. and yeah. really receptive. I think rehab is all about like your attitude you to know? the information they was giving me mm-hmm. sorry but the first time i couldn't the first time i wanted to get it over with so i can go out and get high again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh you know i remember um
0: like i you know honestly i never followed sports growing up like i was on drugs so fast i never got to like even get into sports you know but yeah. i remember I, I saw this one picture And I was a kid, probably, and I saw this picture of you like leaving this convenience store. It was like from the paparazzi, and I remember seeing like the chore boy in the back, and that's when I was like, because I was smoking crack at that time. I remember being like, "Oh shit," because like you know, only certain people know what that is. Yeah, and um, you know, I was like wondering, like, how did you go from like like the powder to the hard? Well, I think it's just something that just kind of uh, because like if you thought that you know snorting coke wasn't acceptable like that was a drug that you
1: know even for me that i was yeah, like crack is like the people joke know, about oh you on crack yeah, yeah it's you like, better you better not even never even but i mean you know it's just another form of it mm-hmm. yeah after you do it you're like
0: it's no you different. know what i'm saying yeah but how did you get introduced to it the, the wrong friends people you know what i'm saying yeah i'm you know gonna try this it's a different way to do it. The first time you seen it, were you like, because I, I saw it like four times before I did it. I was like, I ain't doing that. Hell no. And then after a couple times, I was like, what are you doing over there? But like the first time, like, had you seen it a couple times already? Or you just like, kind of was like, fuck it. Let's
1: just see what this is about. I mean, I don't even really even like talking about that shit. Yeah. Cause it's like.
0: Nah, I feel you. I mean, if, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the, yeah. I mean, it's just like.
1: Devil in the flesh again. Yeah. Devil in the blue dress
0: yeah yeah um you ever have like drug dreams still like you ever
1: like you know after um, all this time but you like, know what's so crazy though when i was like in the midst of my like really really getting high days mm-hmm. it was hard to differentiate reality and dreams i don't know if you had that problem i, that
0: I mean i used to go in like real psychosis so i mean i used to see people that weren't there
1: crawling on the floor like all sorts of crazy yeah things. but just like i couldn't really you know and it was crazy because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. Yeah. So could you imagine, like waking up, you don't know if you had an argument.
0: or didn't have you an fight.
1: But, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you yeah. had to curse somebody out, and it really didn't go down. That probably was the weirdest part about the shit. Do you ever um, mess with opiates at all? Painkillers? Cause Cause those are like perks. Yeah. yeah. Perks. I mean, every, like I said, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't anything. Enjoy that you wouldn't do. And because I, like one of my my guy, he was like, Mister yeah. King tried. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was my guy.
0: What happened to your running partner? That like you did? Oh, drugs? he passed away. Oh, he did. Yeah.
1: From drugs. Oh, um, he died from a, a flesh-eating disease from just shooting heroin. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. That'd be a painful way to die too, though. Yeah. He's a good dude. hmm Really
0: good dude. Yeah, because I know, like, for a lot of people, like, leaving those people, places, and things is one
1: of the hardest parts. You know, because as well, you know. I think one of the um, craziest thing about drugs though, because you, if you do, you can, you, you form some incredible bonds.
0: Bonds, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: <laughs> when you do drugs with people. Mm-hmm. And um, for the worst
0: or for the best. Yeah. And you know what? Like when I got clean and they would ask me or need me or whatever, I would feel like I was turning my back on them. You know, and it was like hard for me to, you know, n- you know, know the difference between like, yo, I need to take care of myself, or like. I'm not being a, a loyal friend to someone who was there during my worst times, you know? Well,
1: he was asking me about Kobe Bryant, and he told me um, uh, when I wanted to shoot the reality show mm-hmm. and, and play that, yeah, he was like, I went to him, asked him about it, he was like, you know what I'm you? you gotta put yourself first sometimes. Mm-hmm. Shit I do, and you know it, because you play with me. Yeah. He said, it's a healthy selfish. Yeah." You feel what I'm saying? Of course. If you keep putting yourself, putting people first and putting what they want to do mm-hmm. or what they want out of you first, then you'll never get to where you need to be.
0: Yeah, they, they tell you when someone's drowning, don't jump in with them.
1: What they, they tell, tell you? you on,
0: to throw that life raft. down. They, on they you. tell you on the airplane.
1: Yeah, you got to put that shit on first. You got to put your shit on first. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if you have that mentality, like in life, you know, you live right.
0: Yeah, and there's a healthy way to do it. Yeah, you put know. God
1: first. Of course. Yeah, I don't want to light myself
0: on fire to keep someone else warm. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, who was reaching out to you d- during like like your lowest points? Like, who was there that you didn't expect to be there?
1: Well, I I, I would say really, I would I would. It's funny because you don't really know sometimes how Who's gonna show beloved up. you are until you mm-hmm. really go through something. You know what I'm saying? And just so say, some of my teammates just coming out the blue and um, being and just showing them support. Some of my closest teammates and like leaving it at their support, not asking no questions. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because sometimes when you're using or whatever, people are asking stuff, but it's more of to get the gossip yeah, and you not to try to, to help take you. your temperature. You know what yeah. I mean? To
1: see where you're really, really at with it. Yeah. And I, I would just say just their
0: support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you don't need to say much, just like, yo, I'm here for you, bro, you know? Yeah. And like, and consistently, not to just do it one time to say you did, you know? Uh huh. Um, who do you think was, like, the most influential person to, like, helping you get out of that
1: dark place? My, my kids. Yeah, of course. Because I don't live for, for me no more. I haven't seen it. I've mm-hmm. been rich, I'm poor, I've saved and blown bread. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, man, everything I do now is for them. What's Ye like? Kanye? I mean, yeah. a genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of interactions with him? Mm-hmm. He's different yeah which we all are Mm -hmm. none of us are the same and um he's been able to embrace you know him being different a lot of people are scared to be different
0: yeah and a lot of people like you know a lot of people are like oh like whatever people say is just like oh he's crazy or whatever but you know you can't deny that like he's up to something you know what I mean like he's doing like
1: a lot of big things not a lot lot, not a lot of black billionaires Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and he took a huge
1: chance especially for music yeah and clothes
0: yeah. He does what we love to do. Mm-hmm. Is he funny? I feel like he is. <laughs> no. he catch you off guard and say something funny. <laughs> Did any other, like, celebs in recovery try to reach out to you, or, like, any ball players that have been through the same thing, like, trying to help you out?
1: I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people, you know, might be famous, or mm-hmm. we might call infamous, and they kind of give me, like, the same, you know, nod that they've been down the same road, you yeah. know what I mean? A lot of people that we might know by name and face. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, what are you up to now? Like, like what do you want to do? Like, do I just you tell, like tell my right story. You know? Telling your story, yeah. that's what you
1: want to do, right? Change lives, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I get more um, satisfaction of people telling me, yo, I read your book, yeah. and telling me, you know, coming up to me and telling me that, you know. Telling Seems me, I read like your all... book, yo, and it changed my life. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, telling me I'm a good basketball player. I already know I'm a good basketball player. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um, But if me telling me, you know, telling my story, Mm if it impacted your life, it's a big deal for me.
0: What are, like, some qualities that you had to attribute to, you know, changing your life? Like, you know, I know, like, your kids were your motivator. Getting closer to God. Yeah. Embracing my spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know like for me, like, you know, I didn't I didn't see how like spirituality and getting clean had anything to do with each other, but you know, I go to like a lot of meetings and stuff like that and like that's like the core of the whole program. Well I think you know? if you um
1: if you you don't have to be a Jesus freak or anything like that. Of course, yeah. You know? But um if you have, you know, a spiritual base Yeah, I think you know, treat people how you wanna be treated, type of shit. Yeah, basic spiritual, spiritual principles. Yeah, and um you put that first, and I think you in your family, mm-hmm. I think you can get to anything Cool. Hey, well, I appreciate you, brother. Thank, Thank you for coming out, man. man. Anytime, bro. Thank you, bro. Anytime.
0: Oh, that was dope. We could do it again. Yeah. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12 step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12 step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call. 888-699-9395 to speak to a specialist. The show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com.